All right, so I want to welcome everybody to another episode of Black Baby Moms, BBM. I'm your girl, your host, Margie, as always. And on today's episode, I feel like, you know, I'm always really excited and happy to have my sister back in the building, my big sis, Nicole. Welcome back. Hey, girl. I'm always glad when you, you know, come through. It's yeah. always fun. I love it. Literally. So as always, we have a visual and audio going on. And this show is literally called Black Baby Moms because we are moms. Yeah. And I may have to put a little disclaimer out there. I had to mom tonight while we were recording. So I do apologize for the slight baby outburst. Don't apologize. <laughs> Don't even apologize because we mom on a regular, honestly. This is life. This is real life. <laughs> real life. Okay. So, you know, this episode I feel like is really special and close to my heart because we just go way back with this this topic. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, the category is hair. Hair. Hair, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, I feel like, you know, y'all have probably heard Chris Rocks or watched his show mm-hmm. or documentary, I think mm-hmm. it was, yeah. Good Hair. Mm-hmm. And it really just feels like we have had so many conversations about like black hair in the corporate world, in the community, just in our household and stuff like that. So I just wanted to expand upon, you know, a few more areas of what it's like to experience, like have black hair. I don't think people genuinely understand who are not black. Of course not. They could, you know? they could never, as much as they even try to empathize or learn about it or whatever. And so you've had to feel your arms burning from detangling or, you know, you had a burn around your edges from the flat iron or the hot comb. And like, you just will never know. This is some things that it's just true to us. Literally. And I feel like, you know, this is, episode is for us moms. This is if you are a mother, a mother, a, a baby, whatever you call yourself, mommy, all that stuff this is for you because we are in the trenches i feel like you have a little girl that y'all may be able to hear right now right (laughs) she'll probably make an appearance before this is all said and done it's good it's all good it's all good um and i have a little girl and i feel like i know what it's like to have to spend time doing hair it's not it's not that cookie cutter, send them to the salon all the time, or it'll be done in that like 30 nice. minutes. No, no. Nice, but it's not. Black hair is not like that. Mixed hair, we call it in cosmetology school, and we'll get to that Textured in a second. Hair. Texture hair, extra mm-hmm. curly hair, mm-hmm. curly, fine hair, whatever the case may be. And that's the thing, the beautiful thing I feel like about black women, mm-hmm. black people. Um, we have very diverse hair. Yeah. Diverse everything, skin tones, hair, like we are just like an array of beauty and all shades and all textures and all everything. So I, yeah, I'm in awe of us. Because we can do so many like different type of styles, Mm -hmm. versatility, that is, that's black, beautiful hair. Exactly. We can do so many different styles. We can wear it straight. We can wear it curly. Mm -hmm. What is this? Uh, like this is um a little wand curl action you know so everybody (laughs) who's just like listening not watching this style my sister has is like 
super volume. I don't even know if that's a word, but it's a lot of volume. Yeah. It's a lot of bounce. And see, and I prefer big hair. So I wear curly, whether it's in his natural curls or like this, I just like the volume, but I know a lot of people, you know, they like it sleek or they want it more tamed or it's just the fact that we have the option options to do all of those things. And I, I just feel so grateful that I did finally embrace my natural hair because it gave me that versatility when I was relaxing I couldn't rock my natural curls like that because it was they were all relaxed out. Chemicals. Chemicals. They they do change the texture of your hair. But, you know, I really feel like it's a matter of learning to love what God bless you with, whether it's a straighter texture, kinkier texture. And I get it. It's all some are easier to manage than others. Mm-hmm. But that's what God gave you. So that's what you have to be willing to. Come on. Come on <laughs> you now. I love it. If you don't, and of course, try different stuff. Put on a wig if you want to. Put some tracks in it if you want to. Braid it up. I love me a wig. It up. <laughs> exactly. Love, love me a good wig. But at the same time, just as long as it's coming from a place of, you know, wanting to switch it up every now and then, not from a place of insecurity or like your own hair. Yeah. So you're trying to be something else, mm. you know? Okay. I love that. So it's like, be proud of who you are as a black female. Maybe you're mixed or maybe you just have, like I said, extra curly textured hair. Mm -hmm. That's not necessarily so easy to tame. Exactly. You know, our counterparts may have, oh, every morning they do a wash, blow, dry. We could could never do that. We are not able to always just wake up in the morning, wash our hair, blow it dry by the time we have to make it to work. Right. There's just no way. And- Right. I mean, I don't necessarily even envy the fact that they have to do that every morning. I like that I can do my hair at the beginning of the week and it usually lasts me through the rest of the week. I don't have to worry about it. (laughs) So talking about that, it sounds like, you know, protective styles. The style I have in right now, done by my beautiful big sis, very talented. (laughs) Y'all check her out. Make sure you get your hair braided. We're going to plug all that in a second. But Protective styles are like for black women. Mm. Look who's coming to join us right now. She's in the building. This is mom life, real life. This is literally called Black Baby Moms. Those of you who are just listening, um, we always have an audio visual going on. So bear with us. Um, My little baby niece is in the building with her special presence. I'm so glad she's here too. Hopefully she doesn't try to snatch my microphone. It's all good. If she want to take over, she can take over. All right. I might get replaced later. Sorry, guys. Wouldn't even be here if we weren't for these kids. Exactly. We wouldn't even be talking from this perspective. So we're grateful for them, for them babies. Exactly. But it just means, okay, for example, you have to do two heads of hair. Two heads. I have my daughter. You have your daughter. Mm -hmm. We got to do my hair, your hair, baby's hair, my other, Everybody's hair. It's like a level of commitment because it's like, it's so easy as a mom. And it honestly, no matter what your race is, to put so much into your children and into all the things and all the responsibilities that you have that sometimes you even get neglected. Like, even this, I was like, oh, God, it's great. It timed up for a time when I did my hair because there's so many times where it's just in a ponytail. Now, I slick it. I might jam a little baby hair down or something, but it's in a ponytail because that's easy. (laughs) And we as black women do not have it so like, oh, just, you know, go out and and go. Honestly, there's been a conversation about bonnets in public and stuff like that because we as black women have to plan certain things around our hair. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I don't go out in public in bonnet. 
I just don't. There was that whole thing about Monique when she was like saying what we feel basically Mm -hmm. is like, come on, y'all. If you go out in public, just maybe, you know, do something. Mm -hmm. Do something, anything. But I literally today saw somebody at the grocery store with the bonnet on. Black women in different, like, you know, areas maybe feel Mm -hmm. different ways, which is all good. There's no shade, but I do feel like that's just not for me. Exactly. I don't have, I don't really have an opinion on it because how you leave your house has no impact on my life whatsoever. So I don't really care, but at the same time, don't give me a side eye because I'm going to take an extra five minutes. If you waiting on me, you're going to be waiting because I need to do something. Got to do something. <laughs> it's just not that simple for us. I will mm-hmm. say it, on the flip side of that, I understand why. Okay, let me just go out, run my errands, leave my bonnet on. Because as black women, we have to do a lot of manipulation and styling. Mm-hmm. We don't just have the luxury of, I feel like, not all, but a lot, majority, don't don't have the luxury of always just like slicking it back, putting it in a ponytail. Let me right. run out really quick. We have to have our hair done right. and then it's a process. Or if you have plans, <laughs> like, okay, you got somewhere to go tonight, but I got multiple errands to run in the morning. You know, I just try to find a way to make it cute so it just doesn't look like I'm just running around in a bonnet. Yeah. So I don't know. I've gone out plenty of times with my hair wrapped, you know, in my scarf, but then I throw a little a little cap on, cap on or know, something. cover it. Wintertime, I put my exactly. little, like, you know, scully type. Cute hoodie type hat on type thing. And there's so many things out there now that make it to where you could wear a bonnet, but it maybe it looks like a turban or maybe it looks like something cute. So They're out there, ladies. We don't have to look ratchet just because we're protecting our hair. (laughs) We don't always need the bonnet on out in public. I do want to emphasize that. I do feel like it's it's a little cute to just take the extra few minutes, get yourself together, throw Mm -hmm. it up there, fix it up. But the point is, as black women and even like mixed women, whatever the case may be, you have to do something. Mm -hmm. And that is an area of like conversation that I don't think people really genuinely understand all the time. Corporate America, we used to, as women, just kind of be, I don't know, it wasn't as popular to wear your natural hair. Yeah, we used to have to assimilate because Mm -hmm. they they would try to make you feel like your natural hair, your natural texture was unprofessional. Right. The unprofessional. How is it unprofessional for me to be natural? How I really am in my natural state. Right. Because for them, professionalism equates to whiteness. And so even it's so much so that we've even ingrained it in our own culture to feel like, oh, like you can talk white or talk black because you use professional language or you speak professionally. Oh, you're talking white mm. or you're acting white. Like professionalism and whiteness are not synonymous. Like speak I am professional it. with my curls or with my natural hair textures or with my braids. My work should reflect my professionalism. I'm coming to work in professional dress. I am put together. I styled my hair mm-hmm. just because it's not in a blowout or like a silk press to look more, you know, Eurocentric, but I took the time to do my hair and style my hair in this way that is more culturally appropriate for me. Right. Because we can go to certain other places, Mm -hmm. I feel, and it's like, oh, wow, this volume, Mm -hmm. this bounce, Mm -hmm. this much hair is amazing. And then you go to corporate America sometimes, this is back in the day, 
and it was just like it does not as often but i was gonna say i feel like nowadays it's more Mm -hmm. like acceptable and almost like normal Mm -hmm. for everybody at work no matter what your culture or race is to understand okay black women have this type of hair and if they come in here with the fro or if they come in here with it you know in a different style switch Mm -hmm. it up wigs it's still me I've gotten this before at work. Oh, I didn't even recognize you. I didn't even you. recognize you. I Funny, because face. my face hasn't changed. <laughs> like, I'm literally like, it's it's still me. I'm still here. But it is something that I don't think all, like, other cultures always understand. Oh, you came in, came in here with a, a blonde wig this morning. And next week, you may come in here with a dark wig. That's the beauty. That's the beauty of black hair. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. That you can switch it up. Yeah, I feel like corporate America has done a better job because it has been brought to light so many times of understanding and accepting this is what it is. May not always be straight, silky, Mm -hmm. silk press. It may not be like that all the time. Right. Because honestly, that's not always the healthiest for your hair. Sometimes you have to just give it a rest. And, you know, everybody's hair is different. Some people can handle getting blown out every two weeks or every week and it's still dropping down their back, but some people that excessive heat damages your hair. You shouldn't be walking around here looking like a bald head scatterwack because you're trying to fit in with white America. Not bald head scatterwack, okay? <laughs> so, hey girl. And so I feel like I used to be that person that loved my hair straight. Microphone. And I still do. I still like my hair straight and sometimes, so, but I realize you're right. Corporate America has been a lot more accepting, and I, I appreciate that. I, I feel like they understand, okay, this is what it is. It's not that simple for us to just wake up. Exactly. And you see, like, the better companies taking more, like, diversity and inclusion efforts and things of that nature. And some of them are doing it for optics, and some of them genuinely believe it, but the end result is always better for us. So as long as we should be able to come to work and feel comfortable in our skin and in our hair, without having to assimilate to the point where we don't even recognize ourselves. Right. Be who you are. If we can watch our counterparts be who they are at work, mm-hmm. in the workplace, or whatever the case may be, whatever your job title or job role is, there's probably diversity on the scene, most likely. If they can embrace who they are, we should be able to embrace who we are exactly. from head to toe. All right. And so I was actually having a conversation today about I used to think and this may be kind of ignorant of me, but I used to think, oh, if you're a boy mom, it should be simple because I know what it's like to have a a daughter and have to do her hair just like mine. Every two weeks we have to alternate schedules, you know of when I do her hair, things like that. Or she goes to the salon with her dad. Thank God Mm -hmm. he helps out with that. But if you're a boy mom, I'm like, oh, you just send them to the barber, cut their hair, boom. You don't got to do that. No. Right. I was mistaken. (laughs) Apparently, there's moms with multiple boys, for example. One of my friends, and she's like, no, I just let their hair grow out. Because to go to the barber every other week or every two weeks, even maybe every week because of how fast boys and kids' hair grow, Uh it's like... Now that's more expensive, more time consuming, right. and it's actually very inconvenient versus just keep their hair long as a boy, braid it up, cornrows, plaits, whatever, the dreads and stuff like that. So it was just interesting to hear that perspective Look. of like, it's not that simple. It's not that easy. Girls, you would think, oh, just, yeah, got to do the hair and boys get a cut. No. I can imagine it. I mean, 
the type of mom I would be, it wouldn't help me either way because it actually would probably be worse being a boy mom because <laughs> I'm not going to just have him out here like with, with the beads with, and everything. Right. I like if he even if he has long hair, like I still want him shaped up. Now it helps that I am in school. Cosmetology so I'm learning school. exactly. So mommy might be able to, you know what I'm saying? I might not do the, like the tightest fade and taper in the back, but your line gonna be crispy. Mommy. So right. I might do mommy. that instead of um having to take him to the barbershop every week, but it doesn't save me time. It, either I'm going to be giving him a lineup every week and then having to style his hair, or he's going to be at the barbershop every week. Every week. Getting the fresh whatever. I was <laughs> just at an event today and it was um, kind of like a back to school event. Shout out to my girl, my fam, Maria in the building. Yeah, well, she's not in the building, but you know. And, um, and it was like barbers were in the building. She had people actually like getting haircuts little boys and stuff and it's actually very time consuming it's not that simple and I used to be in cosmetology school with men that wanted to come and get their haircut and they were actually more difficult more difficult clients first of all than my female clients look because (laughs) men like probably have better relationships with their barbers than they have with their spouses or their others because they feel like they get a fresh cut I can get a new girlfriend. Right. It's something about that barber client relationship. Exactly. Because and so once you find somebody who does, and look, I'm the same way when I find somebody who can do my nails or do my hair or I don't switch up. So they are very particular. And it's like, you got to think about it like this. They have less hair. So like if I get Mommy. my hair trimmed or cut Mommy. and it's not right, I can Mommy. hide it. Mm-hmm. But if you got this much hair, you can't hide it. Right. I feel like you're 100% right. There are pros and cons to each side, to each, like, boy, girl. What's she doing? What's she doing? I know. Doing? She's trying to monopolize the situation. Yeah. That's all it is. It's mm-hmm. fine. Because this yeah, is mom life. This is real life. I already everything. said it. <laughs> You have nothing to yourself anymore as a mom. Exactly. Okay. Even Freedom. No. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's the beauty of it though, because we love our babies. We love our kids and we love mom life. Everything mm-hmm. else, including like podcasting, definitely do not have it as easy as I thought. I assumed. Right. <laughs> Assumptions were made. Yeah. Um, and we were wrong. Yeah. So <laughs> my friend was telling me basically she has two boys and a, mm-hmm. and a little girl and how she has to do her hair as the mom the two boys hair the baby's hair and her husband has dreads i just can't even imagine so black hair black community this is for you if you're a mom shout out to us because it's not that easy it's another layer it's very complex actually sometimes (laughs) it's like what am i going to do with my hair for this event for this style for this thing how we hold it how do we maintain it so then there's the everyday like styling of hair. And so mm-hmm. protective styles, if, I mean, many of you probably already know what that is, but there's some people like I've had to be like, it's a protective style at work. They're like, oh, what is that? It's a style that you really just can kind of like leave your hair alone. You know what would be really nice? If I don't have to explain my fucking hair oh. to white people. <laughs> Because I don't think I've ever gone into work and been like, oh my God, Susan, how did you get your hair to be blonde? Yeah. We don't have those type of questions, but they genuinely don't know. And then say, can I touch it? Negative. Don't touch. I'm not a science experiment. I'm not in display. 
at a museum. You can't even touch those. Actually, keep so your hands no. off. Keep your hands to yourself. <laughs> um, if you like it, say you like it. If you don't, carry on about your business and just talk about it. <laughs> I just don't understand why it's such even like a thing. Like, yeah. I do my job. I do it well. I'm kind. Treat people with respect. Everything else shouldn't really matter. Like, especially not my hair. And I had a situation with a friend actually of ours that Mm -hmm. somebody from HR said something about how her hair looked kind of crazy. Literally, like, told her, your hair looked like you just woke up out of bed. You know what it It was very disrespectful. And this was our counterparts, y'all, that Mm -hmm. I feel like that's wrong. You should not be doing that. I don't say little Timothy or Becky, your hair look crazy today. What style is that? You would never say that to somebody. So as a black person, a black female, a black, just anything like that, any minority, just don't say that shit. I do have to ask, did her hair look crazy? I wasn't there. Okay. However, she did seem (laughs) like, you know. She might've looked like she It don't matter. You don't say that to people. You don't go to somebody and be like, your hair looks like you just woke up out of bed. No, that's definitely not the most professional way to handle that. If it's a grooming issue, then you address the issue at that. Like, because whether I just rolled out the bed or not, if you don't, if my hair is not acceptable for the workplace, A, do your research before you come at me about my hair because you might have a lawsuit on your hands if you're discriminating. Period. But if it is like, okay, matted on one side and frizzy on the other and just looks, you know, like maybe you did just get out of the bed, then yeah, then that's a conversation of like, okay, we just need you to be professionally groomed and just make sure your hair's brushed and combed or styled not you know what I'm saying because those terms are more appropriate for the situation than just be like a to make a blanket rude comment like that right or b to say like if my hair is in its natural state to say that oh you look like you didn't do your hair like no but this is how my hair naturally grows out of my head and I would like to wear it this way what if it did just look like I rolled out of bed okay and Mind your business, all right? I have multiple children. I have to do all these people's other heads. It's not that simple, and that's what I'm saying. So, for example, for me, there are weekends out of the month that I just plan my Saturdays or whatever the case may be around me and my daughter's hair. And there it's may necessary. not, yeah, there may not be other stuff that we doing that day because I got to do everything: take the hair out, wash it, blow dry it, treat it. You know, you got to oil the sky. You got to do all this stuff as black people. We know what it is, but it's not as cut and dry as I feel like others may think. Right. And that's where you got to appreciate that. It takes the effort on the other party or on the counterparts of understanding. I'm not expecting you to know everything about black culture and black hair, but take the time, ask the questions. If you're unsure, if you're unclear, if there's things you don't know, that's how you show other cultures respect mm-hmm. ask questions don't just make assumptions and um blanket statements based on your ignorance yeah if you do not know ask the questions and be okay with the fact that nine times out of ten the person you're asking is willing to teach you that because part. they would rather you ask the questions and allow them the opportunity to teach you than you just make an assumption and now they have a bad taste in their mouth right that part. And I feel like that is a really good way to put it. And then there's also the flip side of, I've had make, people make comments that it's like, oh, your hair's up today. I know what it looks like. Don't tell me something that maybe just sheds light on this new style or something. Mm-hmm. Do you have something nice to say? 
do you have a compliment or is this just trying to be like oh here's that I feel like that's important to know too like it's not always what you say it's how you say it yeah so if you're making a statement because you don't really like my hair but you notice it keep that in your mind everything filter right right now but you I, don't if you do like it yeah. with your voice yeah. <laughs> you could just be quiet <laughs> the we don't need to hear you it wasn't necessary <laughs> so you could just not keep it, it to yourself okay <laughs> so the black community moms this is for you this episode is for you because we get it we do protective styles over here we do natural styles over here we both have been to cosmetology school and actually like learned the science of hair i'm i've been to cosmetology my sister's in in, right now yeah yeah. so a lot of y'all who know and listen to the show you know i've talked about my journey before but to actually be in cosmetology school right now like you I feel like go through different waves of learning and respecting different types of hair. You do. Um, and I, you know, I've been doing hair for family and friends. And, all my life. Yeah, all our life, or at least most of it anyway. And since high school, I like would take clients and stuff like that. But I have a whole different appreciation and understanding of hair and things of that nature, learning it from this way. Yeah. You know, you learn, you know, I had the on the job training. <laughs> Literally. A little bit, but it's just so much more in depth and to learn about other textures and actually to kind of see how they try to introduce learning about our texture. Like when, when we have like texture week or things of that nature, it's like, okay, I appreciate the effort. Mm-hmm. It It's lacking a little bit, but I appreciate the effort that you're at least trying. And I, it's obvious that it's a new development. So yeah. over time, I just anticipate that it's just going to get better. And better. They're going to get more information and they'll build on that. And I just appreciate that they're taking steps in that direction. Yeah, I, I don't like to shade anything. I feel like it's definitely a process. Um, but while I was in cosmetology school, I felt like they were braiding. In, the braids section was literally like 30 seconds. But they tried. It's cool. We also had like learning leaders that's what they call them, instructors that were like look i'll take the extra time to show you how to really like cornrow because right. it was not a like curriculum piece in the like school that i went to we both went to paul mitchell going to paul mitchell whatever the case may be and that's just across the board unfortunately like navy is just something i think black people need to get more of in that world like right. more education in black hair right uh, yeah i'm like i said i've noticed like because we went like a few years apart, but mm-hmm. I've noticed that it's something that I don't say it doesn't matter at all. Like they have like actual like text, like they've added it to the curriculum now. Yeah. So compared to like when you went to like when I was there, it's there. It's just not as in depth as other pieces, but that's like I said, you can tell it's new or newer compared to the other pieces of the curriculum. So okay, as it grows and as it goes forward, I I anticipate that it will get better. Respect. over time respect um, because it matters like you're you're watching the the way the world is changing and the way everyone wants to be included and heard and seen and so to see them doing that and in the beauty industry it's much more inclusive mm. in some areas but then it's still been very divisive and very exclusive in other areas and so to see representation and to see steps being made to include 
textured hair, like mm-hmm. they call it, because everybody with curls isn't black. <laughs> everybody true. with textured hair isn't black, but it matters even from like, I, I can only imagine like what a white person with really curly hair who or like a kinkier texture hair, maybe their hair is more like a mixed kid or something like that. What they go through because they're like, I'm not supposed to be going. <laughs> I feel like it's just, I can respect the different hair types, no matter what the races or blended right. cultures or whatever the case may be. It's all walks of life. And mm-hmm. so I feel like school teaches you to just how to manage it, all. how to manage it all literally. And I, I love that. And like you said, you put it perfectly like the representation nowadays growing with the times mm-hmm. they're starting to understand we matter. And exactly. this curriculum, this education, this representation, it mm-hmm. matters. And um, I, I love that because it really is very inclusive. And that's what the world has been coming to. So right. we need to all shift towards that. And so, you know, there's the different hairstyles, different hair textures. There's a different like manipulation, all that jazz of hair. And I just really wanted to just spend some time expanding upon that. You know what I'm saying? It's important. It really matters. And it's not always always as easy as we, you know, assume and vice versa, to be very honest, like say there's other cultures that we don't always understand their hair or what they have to go through. And so it's it's just a conversation. It's just something to discuss for sure. Um, and maybe educate. Yeah, some people. Hopefully, you know, something was gained from this. If it's if nothing else, then to just love your hair, embrace love your hair. Bless. I. So many times I hear people say like, "Oh, if my curls look like yours, I would wear my hair natural too." Yeah. Okay, but then I see other women who are like hair way kinkier way or way straighter or whatever the case may be like just loving and embracing their curls it's like there is not one thing that is beautiful yeah all the versatility diversity i love exactly, the differences exactly. and what i notice the most um and what i've seen from like other like i watch a lot of like influencers and things of that nature the people who struggle the most with their hair are the people who are trying to fight against it the most. Mm, just be who you are. Just let it be how it grows out. You find styles, find things that work with the hair, and you will find that your life will become a lot less more, a lot less stressful because you're not fighting yourself. That's all true. The time. <laughs> That's so. true. So much truth. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the whole thing about when we get older as women, or like our mother. Literally mm-hmm. cut all her hair off. Her hair used to be like, you know, pretty long, lengthy, mm-hmm. and cut it all off. Um, I think there was waves of like the relaxer and then the natural, then the natural, and then and like then the chop. I, I, I love that. I see a lot of times older women may feel like, okay, I'm gonna just chop it off. That might be us. It's a lot, it's it a lot of work. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, by the time we get older, we we have so much other things to worry about. I feel like you may get to a point, and I've already done this. You've done this before. Hair chop. Oh yeah, I definitely cut all the hair off. All, off. all off. I just did it for a style, and it yeah. was. I loved it. Yeah, Rihanna. You know, she's always been popping. Inspiration. When she had that short hair, it couldn't, couldn't tell us nothing. I cut it. all my hair off. Yeah, it was cool. It yeah. actually, though, on the flip side, it was a lot more maintenance. Mm-hmm. You think short hair? Okay, whatever. What, what our mom being does? Natural with short hair. Natural and short. And my problem was again trying to go against my own hair. I was natural with short hair, trying to straighten it all the daggone time. That's true. 
or trying to be in like the different type of styles where I feel like short hair is supposed to be easy maintenance, yeah. like less manipulation. I was trying to go, you're, you're right. Going against the grain. Mm-hmm. I was like, nah, put some plaits or something. No, no. It was so you got one inch of hair. You know, I'm plaiting that. I had break, I had tried to put these twists in my hair with very short hair. And when I tell you, it was flipping up. It was flipping out. I was going to the store, walking down the street or at the mall, whatever, picking up pieces of hair. I'm not picking that thing up. That's not mine. Uh-uh. It was embarrassing. That was somebody else dropped out. You know what? I tried. Their, they have their hair styled the same way as mine. Yeah. That's, that's not my hair. It look my exactly braid. like my that's twist, my but it's not. Kick it under a trash can real fast. Uh-uh, that ain't me. That ain't me. The point was, your hair wasn't, sp- like, I wasn't supposed to do that with my hair at that exactly. length, I feel. So, exactly. you know, just be who you are. Mm-hmm. Embrace it. We're beautiful. And there's a lot of people that want to have what we got. Okay. All right. So flipping the switch a little bit, you know, that's our little hair journey, our hair topic. Mm-hmm. She's been doing my hair forever. Again, she did these braids literally Mm -hmm. and so i really like that but flipping the switch you know this is for moms this episode is specifically for y'all um i have a question about you know what if you're dating somebody totally different and your kid your children maybe do not like your significant other what do you do for example i'm dating i have my boyfriend whatever the case may be my daughter is not a fan of my man like is it wrong it's definitely awkward awkward (laughs) but it's like do you do you break up with that person do you say call it quits this is not working you say nah because my my child my kids don't they're they're not meshing or do you just say now this is who i decided to be with as the grown adult and you're gonna have to just deal with it depending on you know the mate if it's top tier 10 out of 10 yeah. what do you do yeah, i think there yeah there's so many factors to that so for one is this really the person you think you're gonna marry because mm-hmm. it's not to me it's not worth the drama or the potential rift in my relationship with my child if this is just somebody i'm casually dating yeah like i am my kid don't like it. i'm not in love we're not madly in love we're not like oh running to the ultimate like that so I can let it go. Like, I, I'm not really tripping off that, but I also have to set a boundary. You have to set boundaries in all aspects of your life and even with your children because your children need to understand that they don't get to manipulate your life. They're not running the show. They don't run the show. And as long as... Now, and their their feelings are valid yeah. and their feelings matter. And for the sake of peace and love and harmony in my life, I do want my children, even if they not don't have like the best relationship, I want them to get along and accept each other. Definitely and feel so, comfortable. Exactly. Yeah. You need to, my my daughter, especially having a little girl, needs to be comfortable around whatever man or whatever person I bring into her life. And so, you know, I always and at this point in my life, I know that whoever comes my way and comes to me is coming. God sent them because that's all I, I pray. And I'm not taking nothing less than what the Lord has for me. So there's that. And then on the flip side, it's just like, I'm going to talk to my child. Do you have valid re- Why don't you like this person? Is it yeah. just because they're not your dad? Let me just ask you a few questions. Right. Like have a why. conversation. Like yeah. if the kid is just like, they're taking you away from me or they're not my dad or you're spending so much time with this. Okay. That's not really like a fair reason for me to leave this person because 
my child just has selfish motives. Yeah. But if my child is uneasy or if they make her feel uncomfortable yeah. or if they maybe said something slick or done something slick or looked at her a way that that's, she made her feel unsafe. That's the deal breaker. He's out of it. Gotta go. With the quickness. And he might be getting a swift kick in the ass on the way oh, out. Jesus. If he made my baby feel uncomfortable. Get in the boot. All right. Don't do nothing to my <laughs> I'm baby. I'm just saying like, the babies. Really, we don't, I don't play. Like, now don't we play. all know what, you know, certain things are just like, nah, that's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. That's not the person for you versus your child. We've seen right. and heard things. Right. But if there's, like you said, just not, let, let's have a conversation. Let's figure out why. Mm-hmm. There's no valid, true reasons. Maybe it's just, they're not a fan of, them not being their dad or Mm -hmm. their mom if you're a guy dating a girl and you know things like that let's make this a teachable moment versus just being like no kicking my my man or girl to the side for my kid or just saying no disregard my kid's feeling it's just Mm -hmm. it takes a conversation i feel gonna be real lonely because god forbid (laughs) because god forbid you have like a really intelligent child who realizes that all i have to do is keep saying i don't like yeah or say i don't like this person and i can have my mommy or my daddy all to myself and that's because, not fair. Exactly. It's not fair for you to not have a person, for your the only person in your life to be your child. Like yeah. that to me breathes another potentially unhealthy situation of codependency. Like That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. But yes. And so you have to be able to teach your child, like, look, this is mommy having a healthy adult relationship. Emphasis on healthy. Because yeah. that could be another reason why your child doesn't like your partner. If they're constantly watching them mistreat you or make you feel bad or feel down on yourself. Like these are all things that you have to pay attention to. Like don't even bring a person around unless you're sure. Yeah. And then even then test the waters a little bit, hang out a little bit, see how it flows. See if everything's right. I mean, it's just dating with a child is so much more complex it's like dating alone is complex, but then you add the extra layer of I got a child at home. Right. So now I'm not just dating for me. Like I'm dating to make sure that I'm happy or like, you know what I'm saying? To find that person that, like, like I said, that I, that God sent me. But at the same time, like I can't just consider myself anymore. So we've had this conversation before, maybe not mm-hmm. with my sister, but run it back where I've talked about like, when is it time or appropriate for you to bring your new or significant other that you've been dating on a, for a while in secret kind of like just private mm-hmm. not secret but private because there is a difference exactly um before you introduce them to the kids so we've definitely talked about that touched upon that before but this is a little different say the hypothetical situation is y'all have been dating you are very serious you know that this person and you mm-hmm. are getting very serious leading towards marriage and the kid is like no or the kids are like, no. What do you do where you're like torn? That's a really tough situation to be in. It is. It is. And like I said, there's so many factors. If my kid's like four or five, I'm going to have a hard time just like kicking their feelings to the curb, if that makes sense. Because I hear you. there's still so much more of their life that I need to influence and I need to be a part of. And I don't want my child to grow up uncomfortable or awkward or you know they need to learn how to handle adverse situations or situations they're not very comfortable with but not in a not necessarily in their home or where they're like it's supposed to be their safe space it's it's very hard because if my kid's like 14 15 16 and your only reason you just you just want your mom to yourself like i'm not gonna 
give up I'm my little gonna, slice of happiness. I'm going to ignore that kind of <laughs> not, extra happiness. Not even that. ignore it, but just kind of be like, we're going to keep talking through it, keep right. working through it, and keep teaching this kid. One, exactly. again, they're not running the show. And if this person, my boyfriend, my man, or whatever, is not actually harming my child, they're doing all that they can that's something I would consider. I'm not saying what I would do is just be, you know, kind of like black or white. There's a lot of gray area. Exactly. It just, it's a case by case basis. Like everything gets weighed in. Like, yeah, we're very serious and we love each other, but I don't understand <coughs> a, how we could have gotten that serious without, without child. my child. You'd you know be surprised. Saying? No, because I would, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not, because there's nothing in this world that really surprises me very much anymore. Oh God, please don't try to prove me wrong. But right. I'm just saying like, at this point, I know that there's a lot of people do stuff that I don't understand. But I know for me, before I would, could even allow myself to get to that level of seriousness with a person where I may be considering marriage or anything like that. Yeah, now at the point when I may start to think about it, <coughs> I'm going to introduce you to my child because I'm not trying to get neck deep in this, about ready to dive all the way in. And now my child's like, "Uh uh-uh. So that piece is important. So do you start incorporating dating with your, with the whole family, with the kids, with your kid? Right. Before you consider, okay, is this marriage material? So that's really, that matters. Yeah. Especially you have to consider that because you're about to uproot and change your whole life or merge your lives together. And your child is a part, a very big part of your life. Yeah. So how can you merge them together if you don't know if it's going to work or going to fit? Yeah. yeah. And so, and not just like, oh, do they get along? But more about like, does this person, does my child feel safe with this person? Yeah. More? Now, maybe they're not like besties, but yeah, my child's safety and comfort level is important to me. So respect because okay so speaking from experience i've literally had an experience where the person i was dating and my daughter weren't it's not that they didn't get along but my daughter wasn't feeling him and this was like a boyfriend of mine whatever and it was just like uneasy because i'm like what okay so i did exactly what we talk about what what don't you like about him Mm -hmm. you know and she made valid points i guess in a way but then also not so much and i felt like kids can also be influenced by wanting their parents to stay together so anybody else who's not their mom and dad like biologically mm-hmm. it's not gonna work for them and that's not fair on the parents and like on my end i wasn't like that's good enough for me to break up it was just more it sounded like you know you just want me and your daddy (laughs) to work out we've been there done that it's not happening right or maybe dad has put some things in the kid's ear where it's like you don't want your mama they don't want their mama to move on whatever it's just so many like you said different variables all those factors play a big major role and so it's really not that easy it's not that cut and dry it's really not and I, i just think that's a testament to having a relationship a good relationship with your child so where they feel comfortable coming to you with those types of things and those types of concerns so that it helps everyone involved. The child feels like they're in a safe place to express how they feel. You as the parent know to like, at the very least, maybe you don't feel like what they're saying is a good enough reason to leave, but you keep your eyes open. 
Like maybe the child doesn't even understand why they don't like this person because their intuition or their discernment has made it such that they just the best spiritual same vibing, you know? Like I don't rock with this person and I can't explain why, but I understand that like if that's the feeling that my child is having, I'm definitely gonna keep my eyes open yeah. and make sure I'm paying attention to the situation because ain't nothing gonna so don't catch me off guard. Right, you know? that part. And so I do feel like on the flip side, it's definitely like if there's a person that my daughter or my kid specifically is like, I do not feel comfortable. I'm a hundred percent like, nah, you gotta go. Cause my kid is always going to make sure I'm gonna make sure my kid is comfortable first, safe, you know? So there may be something there. And that goes for anybody, not just people I'm dating. If my baby ain't comfortable around you, she's unhurt and she's uneasy. I'm going to be side-eyeing you like... You might have to go. Get up out of here. That's a pretty good judge of character. Yeah, but well, <laughs> that's the thing is kids may have, you know, their immaturity levels just because they genuinely mm-hmm. have so much to learn. Mm-hmm. There's things that they just may say that is just like, nah. We have to literally teach them right. everything. So they could be wrong in that aspect. But then on the flip side, there's that whole, like you said, spiritual thing where if there's something off with somebody's spirit, I mean, like genuinely, like, nah. Right. They're not rocking you have to pay attention to that exactly you gotta listen watch and just make sure you stay in tune with it so mm-hmm. i don't take that lightly i definitely watch the vibes my daughter gets around certain people and i'm just i respect that her her feelings are valid exactly but also as parents as moms our our feelings are valid too so <laughs> just being able to have discernment, I feel. Well, that's mama got to have a life too. Mama got to have a, this is like baby boy Jody. <laughs> that's a perfect scene. Okay. Yeah. So do you choose like your grown ass son? No, that, that, that is a cut and dry. <laughs> that man should not even be in your house. Which man? The, no, the, son? the the man boy, the boy man, man boy, <laughs> man boy. Snowball. Right, all right. Tyrese was wrong for he that. Was. Let your mama live. Boy, he was wrong. Up. All right, you're a hater, and that's why I bring that up because there are genuinely like kids that will be like, let me block, cop block right. a little bit, so and it's my mom's to myself. It's no my valid reason. Right. <laughs> so you have to peep that, and watch peep that. that. Like, yeah, kids are smart, and they will. Some kids are smart. Mm. <laughs> smart ones will figure out how to manipulate that situation yeah so you know and every kid isn't trying to manipulate but it's like if you can see there's a way to get what you want yeah i'm all for it when my daughter is like you know if daddy has a new little friend or whatever i'm like as long as she's good to you she's treating you well don't treat you like i encourage that because it's i think it's more of like I've already said it's a teachable moment. Like kids need to see and understand healthy relationships exactly. are important. Exactly. No matter what the type is, you know, platonic, family, friend, whatever, is it a healthy relationship? Right. Communication is good and it's there. And that's the kind of things that I really want to like engrave in my child, like teach my child. Right. So, y'all, that's really so I feel like relevant and um common these topics that we're discussing tonight are so real they're so real so So make sure yeah you let me know if there's ever a time where you can completely relate if you're listening you're watching make sure you comment you like you share and subscribe as we wrap up this episode it's super special to me because we have again already gone through cosmetology school or in cosmetology school we know so much about hair my sister literally is my influence on hair (laughs) and 
it's just important for us to discuss these things around our culture. So as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Special thanks and shout out to my sister for coming through as always. Yes. And we always have a good time, y'all. So um, again, subscribe, like, share, comment. Let me know what you want to talk about. If there's ever any topics that we did not get a chance to discuss, let me know. Grow with me. And we're on this journey together, y'all. So until next time. All right. Bye.